What's up, what's up? Hello, Set Apart Podcast family. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and today is my birthday, and I turned 32. So I'm thinking that that means that I have officially become (laughs) Proverbs 31 woman. Anybody? No? Okay. Okay, um, also we're working in the humility area of my life, JK. Okay, so today's cool because y'all send in questions and there's other serious questions that others sent in as well and that'll be part two of this podcast. But my one of my best friends, Tori Alford, has come on this as a guest host and she's asking the questions. So it's just us being girls, cute, fun, awesome. And if you find value in this podcast, I encourage you to go rate this. And for those who leave a written review this week, and I'm going to read a written review right now. Okay, so Morgan left a written review, a five-star rating. Thank you so much. It says, love, love, love. I'm so excited for Jamie Lynn and how the Lord is going to use her. This is such a great podcast that's full of truth, wisdom, joy, and so much more than you can imagine from a podcast. Love it so much and can't wait to hear more. Thank you so much, Morgan. Listen, for those of you who leave a written review this week, it'll show up. Make sure you leave your name, and I'll announce the winner next year from the drawing. Next year. (laughs) Next week from the drawing, and you will be sent a box of three of my favorite things, okay? So those who leave a written review will receive... Well, get your name in the drawing, and I'll draw next week, and the winner will be announced on the podcast opener. So... All that is out of the way. I'm really excited about today. I love birthdays. I love celebrating people. And it means a lot to me to be joining with one of my best friends, Tori. You're going to love her. You need to follow her on social media if you're not yet. I support everything that girl posts. She's an encouraging truth bomb of love and an incredible wife and friend. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is the questions getting to know Jamie Lynn podcast birthday special hosted by my girl, Tori. Hello, and welcome back to Set Apart Podcast with Jamie Lynn Wallnow. <laughs> My name is Tori Alford, and I'm taking over because it's her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting here, and we thought it'd be a great idea for a little get to know me. So we asked y'all questions. Wait, are we getting to know you, or are we no, getting, to, we're getting know to know me? For you. <laughs> so we're getting to know Jamie. <laughs> so we got all the questions from you guys, and we're going to shoot them at her, and she's going to answer them. You just make sure you shoot them at me with your love. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> so the first one is going to be a little tricky. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite color? Woo! Okay. Orange. Is it really? <laughs> it really is. Listen, I love orange. Okay, fine. I'll answer the next question. Well, I why? I say yellow. I don't know why. You thought it was yellow? I mean, I knew it was orange. Okay, here's but... the thing. Here's the thing. I like the color orange. It's like one of my favorite colors. It's so beautiful. It makes me so happy. I could explode. But together, I like black and gold. Yeah. And I really like gold. You would know that if orange you walked into your house. Color. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what is your the love language you like to receive? I love acts of service. Like, they'll make me cry. When somebody does something for me that I don't like doing, or they just... Something like that. But I kind of lock service and gifts together, because they both... Like, if somebody randomly gives me a gift, and they put a lot of thought into it, it feels the same as acts of service. Yeah. And then, so does it mean a lot to you in, like, the apartment attendance whatever comes in and like changes your air filter for you (laughs) (laughs) 
know, I'm really grateful they're doing their job. <laughs> when people do things they're not paid to do. <laughs> um, okay, love language you like to give. I love quality time and words of affirmation. I love gifts. <laughs> I love cuddling. Mm, okay. All of them. So all of them. <laughs> what would you say I give the most? Uh, words of affirmation. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I feel like encouraging I think it's. I think it depends, too, of, like, um, your season. And, if like, right now we're local and you give me lots of quality time. That's true. So. My inner circle gets time. Yeah. Quality time. And encouragement, always. Yeah. Okay. Um, How many siblings do you have? I have a twin sister. Happy birthday, Holly. I love you, my little twin roommate. Um, and, <laughs> and my brother, who's three years older than me, super handsome and single, but you have to get through me to get to him. We could be siblings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Should we delete this? <laughs> well, um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Arlington, Texas, the real A town. Super obsessed with it. My friends would make fun of me because of how much passion I have for the city. Mm-hmm. I was like, I knew I was going to be mayor there one day. Still might be. Who knows? But yeah. love Arlington. Love mm-hmm. you. Love you, A-Town. Um, what's your favorite drinky? And what is a drinky? Oh, okay, okay. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. So a drink is an alcoholic beverage, mm-hmm. which I do not personally participate in at all. But a drinky mm-hmm. is a cozy, yummy drinky that's not water and it's not alcohol so i would call it a like a boba mm-hmm. tea which oh hello yeah, um yeah. and then or a latte or so right now i love oat milk mm-hmm. as you know mm-hmm. you've seen me consume yep. much of mm-hmm. so i like the oat milk latte or an oat milk with lavender mm-hmm. in it depending on who it's from because not everybody can make it on point yeah i know i'm picky but no, I, I would consider yeah. drinky like boba something warm and cozy or like a Iced latte or boba. Like a warm and cozy boba. <laughs> Got it. Okay. That might actually be yummy. <laughs> it could be. Like a chai. Oh, with boba. Like chai boba. Ah! Let's go get one Start today. Okay. <laughs> Where did you go to college? I went to Abilene Christian University. What's up, Wildcats? And what'd you study? Communication. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. At, like what we're doing right now? Yeah. That's what I studied. Wow. Yeah. You're doing really well at it. Thank you. You can tell. <laughs> Um, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Okay. When you grew up? Are you ready? Into a woman. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader and merit, merit, Mary Emmett Smith. That didn't work out, but you know, I still hit the jackpot with Lance, Mm -hmm. but I always felt like I would be like the first female president or motivational speaker or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Since those (laughs) existed then, but Something like that where I just knew I would get to be in a place to encourage people and love them. That's awesome. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know, I would have answered that 10 years ago, but on the journey with God, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Okay. But if I'm faithful today, I'll be there 10 years from now. <laughs> wherever will. I'm supposed to be with my husband and all of our little babies. All the babies. All the little nuggets. The little wanna babies. <laughs> Which aren't. Aren't coming. No, that's not an announcement. So let's not start the rumors, people. Okay. okay. Um, what's your favorite kind of music? Okay. I used to be obsessed with Broadway, mm-hmm. but then my palette started to change. I still love Broadway, but it's not all clean. Yeah. I honestly just listen to worship. Okay. Okay, but right now, 
oh, my husband would, my husband is anti-Disney, but you know what? I'm not going to bring him into this. It's not <laughs> fair. He's not ready for that. Um, but I love uh, the soundtrack. Some of the songs on Aladdin make me really happy. Mm-hmm. But I would say, honestly, I consume worship. Yeah. Or silence. <laughs> oh, my favorite music is silence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what song did you and Lance dance to at your wedding? Okay, um, it was from The Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. and the girl sang it live, and she slayed at it. It was amazing. You know that song? Um, sing it for us. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> it's that... Yes, got it. I'm just kidding. Um, oh my goodness, what song is it? The Greatest Showman, the girl sang... Million dreams. No, it's the mm. other one. Some people longed for a life that is simple and mm. tied with a ribbon. Some people for that. Just me with yeah, I don't know the name of that. Tightrope! The is. name of it's Tightrope. <laughs> I promise you it's amazing. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is my anthem with my husband. <laughs> Go listen to it. Tightrope from The Greatest Showman. You'll be blessed. How did you and Lance meet? Um, can we talk? Why am I talking like that? Into the phone? I have no idea. <laughs> um, too bad this isn't a video recording. Um, we met at Upper Room Dallas. Thank you, Michael and Marisa, for your yes. During a prayer set, um, he went up and rapped. And I was like, ugh. Because I was rapping already, like, during, on Sundays, I was one of the worship leaders, and they would have me rap sometimes, and I was writing music, and I'd get up and freestyle on prayer sets. So people knew I rapped. It was big enough to know everybody was going there. He gets up and raps, and I was like, ugh. First of all, I, was, I thought it was awesome. But then I went up and introduced myself before everybody tried to set us up, and wasn't interested thought he was handsome but I just got the introduction out of the way that sounds awful our story is really complicated and long it's not complicated it's just long but that's how we met that's awesome he's so sweet and I thought he was great but I didn't see it going anywhere yeah you know yeah. single life you know plugged into Jesus yeah no thank you mm-hmm. got it mm-hmm. dating Jesus swerve hmm? dating Jesus swerve yes yes got it <laughs> um so you are a physical bride right now Thank so how <laughs> I'm wearing my wedding dress right now. <laughs> well, you did wear your wedding shoes to the gym recently, so I like did, I did. It's not far off. <laughs> Just so you'll know, for those of you who are curious, I wore heels down the aisle that I loved, um, but I got these custom Nike shoes made that were golden white because my wedding gown was golden white, and um, I love my tennis shoes in Dallas, and so I had to wear those to the gym. So I couldn't go running or anything. I just had to lift weights and yeah. stretch and look fab. That's right. So as a physical bride, have you learned anything in this first year of marriage that you've had revelation on how to be a bride to Christ in a different way? Yeah. There's probably a lot. I feel like I was just thinking about this uh, within the past two days. I feel like we're constantly learning and totally unaware of the lessons we're learning until something happens where we respond differently later on, where we would have reacted. And you're like, whoa. And you know that you didn't produce that in yourself. You know that God did it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've noticed in marriage with Lance is he truly doesn't, no person, okay? If anybody, if you thought anybody was going to fulfill your needs, you would think it would be your spouse. Especially when you're single, you're like, I need a husband, which you don't, just so you know. And if it's a desire, great, it'll be matched. But 
Lance isn't what I need, right? Mm-hmm. And that sounds unromantic. <laughs> He's amazing. But when in moments where I feel like I want to, like in my head, I wish he would do this. I wish this was happening. I instantly go to God and say, you fulfill that for me. Yeah. And it wipes away all frustration or any any false ideology that Lance could fulfill yeah. that area for me because it could be something as simple as like I don't feel like being a housewife today yeah that's real for me like sometimes I'm like I wasn't cut out for this you know like just a thought and the Lord's like what and I, maybe I want Lance to do something or do it the way I would do it in a moment and instead of blowing up at him or telling him I think he should do it I it's like this thing it's like wow in life it's so important to process with God before somebody else because yeah. I guarantee you that would change the way you show up in life in every scenario yeah. so that's the lesson I'm going to carry into age 32 there you go I said it which is coming up yeah today today <laughs> well today is it <laughs> um tell me about your first time ever prophetically painting what was that experience like I went to a prophetic art retreat in Georgia with Janice Van Cronkite, which she told, first of all, she's one of my spiritual mamas. Um, She totally sounds like a Sound of Music kid, right? Janice Van Cronkite. Anyways, went to Georgia on Lake Oconee, painted, what was this? Well, first of all, I didn't, I was learning about prophetic art. So I knew I could paint. I was painting for friends in college, but I was doing pop art of each person. Loved it. So would do that for fun. Then I heard about prophetic art. So my mom was like, Jamie Lynn, I think you'd really like this. So we go. And I have to say that I was carrying one of the biggest fears. I couldn't even say it in my head. A lot happened, but, and all this makes sense to my first prophetic painting and the power of prophetic art. Cause it's like God wanted me to experience prophetic art in my first prophetic painting then so that I could understand the power of what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I had no idea it would turn into what it is today, but I'm painting this painting and I'm learning about prophetic art and I'm at this retreat. And if y'all know me, I have a lot of energy. I'm outgoing, vivacious, bubbly, blah, blah, blah. Love people. I just felt dead inside, like no personality. I was so excited to talk with Janice, show her the sketches I did leading up to the art retreat, all this stuff. But I was carrying this thing my the biggest fear something had happened before this retreat when I was with my mom that triggered my biggest fear I did I wouldn't say it in my head I mean I carried it since I was a little girl I I don't even know when it started I just know I was petrified and I I can't remember exactly how old I was I want to say I was a junior in college maybe when this happened going going to be a senior or maybe this was the summer after my senior year that I went to this retreat I don't remember exactly um but I go and I'm painting this painting and it looks like a nursery painting. It's a little girl. It's me with colorful hair sitting next to a lion with her hand up and it looks like a rainbow and it's really beautiful. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, I don't feel this way. And I get black paint on a sponge and I start painting over the background. So all you could see was like the girl and the lion and you you could see, you, you could see the texture of the rainbow and stuff in the back. But then I drew lightning I mean, it was like kind of dark the way I felt. So that's just sitting there. And I was too scared to get in the lake because of snakes. I mean, silly, weird fear. It was crippling me. So my mom and I get on this sea-doo. Is that what we call it? A sea-doo? A ski-doo? Sea-doo? Whatever. So jet ski. 
let's let's call it a jet okay. ski and it tips over and it's never tipped over before and I was laughing so hard and my mom and I something broke off it was like something in the water broke off I wasn't afraid to be in the water it's the first time all the women at the retreat saw me laughing they were like what's happened and I'm all of a sudden I felt like me we're at dinner that night this is a long answer but it makes sense <laughs> we're at dinner that night and all of a sudden I look at my mom and I'm like mom the reason why I never told anybody what my biggest fear was is because my mom used to say um don't ever say your biggest fear out loud or the enemy will use it against you and I asked my mom why she thought that because mm-hmm. I really wanted healing it was the first time I really felt like I'm about to be free possibly of this yeah. and my mom said um well I don't know Jamie I guess I was just always told that so then the whole table's having this conversation and Janice from the other end of the table looks at me and says what's your biggest fear and I was like, I can't say it out loud. She goes, Jamie, it sounds like the enemy's using it, using it against you. Yeah. Um, and withholding breakthrough already because you're not saying it out loud. Okay, are you ready? Also, I'm getting ready to study abroad in grad school for England where there's cemeteries everywhere and people, like, everywhere you go, there's, like, um, cemeteries. I don't know. Um which would have petrified me. I couldn't stand driving by a cemetery. Oh, well, this is kind of giving away where my biggest fear was. I took everything in me to say it out loud, and I started sh- trembling. And I was like, I, t- I told her what it was. It was dead bodies, okay? <laughs> like, normally I don't tell people what it was, but it was dead bodies, which is stupid. What's the dead body going to do? <laughs> like, nothing. Probably because I'm called to raise the dead. Holla. Anyways, so I say it, and I get baptized in the Holy Spirit that night, and I start prophesying over people, all this. And they're like, this is your night of breakthrough. And I was like, I knew that was the name of my painting, but I didn't understand it yet. Mm -hmm. So the painting was downstairs. And I looked at all the women. I said, that's the name of my painting, breakthrough. So I experienced, before I had my breakthrough, I painted my breakthrough. And what the painting actually looks like is a lion and a little girl sitting next to each other. And it looks like the light is beaming out and pushing back the darkness. And that's exactly what happened to me that weekend. And I'll never sell that painting. And I had all the women sign it, and that was a life-changing moment for me. I knew I was baptized in the Spirit. I knew that my life belonged to God, and I knew that this gift was important and powerful. Wow. So that was my experience with my first prophetic painting. That's so cool. And that's why my company is called Breakthrough Artistry. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So now when you are painting, a lot of times you're praying over Mm -hmm. the people you're painting for and the prophetic, and you're getting words or whatever. So what does that process look like? Um, usually I talk to people, it's more exciting when people kind of show me what they like or the color scheme in their home or, and sometimes people don't want to tell me that much, but most of the time they will, cause that's important to me to kind of know what's going on, um, in their home or where they're wanting to hang it. We figure out the size and all that process. And then they tell me things that mean a lot to them. Or sometimes they just say pray and paint. So like for your wedding gift, mm-hmm. um, I, you showed me things you liked that really spoke to you and that you wanted in your home. And when I was painting it, I heard very clearly um, that you would carry peace and that people would come into your home and that when they were in your home, they would feel peace and joy and leave with breakthrough wow. of some kind. Yeah. And you experienced that with your pain. Immediately. Yeah. Like the atmosphere of my home is completely shifted. Yeah. And you said you had some experience that night. Do you want to share that? I know you're asking me questions, but... Um, I can. I just... Um, we I was watching a show on Amazon Prime, and they have commercials. 
that I didn't, I wasn't expecting, and a scary, scary commercial came on, and I felt from that commercial the fear. So I'm sitting facing the laptop. Behind me is the painting, and I feel that spirit of fear like start coming out of the commercial, and immediately it was combated with the peace and joy from the atmosphere that my home had, and it felt like the painting and the peace and joy engulfed me, pushed the fear away, and then it was just peace and joy so it was really cool it was the very first night I had in the home and that day when I delivered I said you're going to experience a change tonight yeah but I how could I know that that's what the Lord reveals to me so when I do a painting it sometimes they take forever sometimes they take a few hours it doesn't matter yeah I have standard pricing so that I never because I love to give away stuff so much and it was an issue for me but this is my full-time job so for me it's like I pray for people, I hear a word for them, and I write it down, and when I'm done with the painting, they get the word yeah. and the painting, and that's that speaks in their home 24-7, and so my process is, God, how do you feel about them? What do you think about them? And there's worship on, and I'm praying for people, and I get to hear the Lord, and I just make sure I write it down Yeah, that's awesome. as I go. It's it's such a gift, and it makes me fall in love with the people I'm painting for. Yeah, because you can see them. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. Rightfully. That's and so the cool. fullness of who God created them to be. It's such yeah. an honor. That's so cool. Yeah. So painting was a hobby for a little while. And it turned into this ministry and career. The way, yeah, yeah. that the Lord has used you. So somebody else that has a hobby or has a passion or has something they love doing, how do you encourage them to partner that with the Lord and to walk in that? Yeah, you may have another job. I had another job and I started painting on the side. And I just did it and there's something in me that was like it doesn't with art with painting on stage there were moments when I would get like really embarrassed or like feel really pressured and the moment something had happened one time where I knew that uh, I, I wanted to give up painting I was embarrassed I thought it looked like a five-year-old because the Holy Spirit taught me how to paint I had a natural gift didn't have school training on it my mom always thought I should go to school for art didn't think you could do anything with it full-time hmm. and um I know right <laughs> jokes on me um and I I just, um, oh my goodness, I just went blank. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> Explaining how they can partner with the Lord. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so I started painting on the side, and when somebody, I wanted to give up, and this woman, somebody called me the night I was done, and he said, hey, I was doing this um, prayer session with somebody, and I brought the Jesus painting you did into the room, and she hasn't been able to see Jesus or encounter him for healing, and she looked at your painting and saw him for the first time and gave her life to Jesus, and that's when the Lord, from that moment, years ago, I knew that what I did had nothing to do with me and everything to do with other people. Like, it didn't matter what it looked like, because every time I do a painting, somebody will come up and cry, because they feel God on it, and it's for them. Yeah. And there will be people that don't like what I do. There will be people who don't like what you do, who might criticize you and judge you. And that's unfortunate. That's on them. I've done it myself towards people, and I hate that. But all you can do is partner with God and just say, God, will you show me your heart for others in this? Because what you're called to do has nothing to do with you and everything to do with bringing people into his goodness yeah. and encountering him and seeing him. And then you never know that hobby could turn into a career I was making so much money I had to quit my job so I could keep going yeah and every year I make more and more and more and it's not even about that to me I am so happy if I made minimum wage doing what I'm doing I love it so much I'd be fine yeah but God blesses it and other people are greatly blessed and so that's why I love it it's so cool very cool and and if you're listening I encourage you to do that I encourage you to what is it that you love doing what makes you super passionate 
How can you put your hands to that on the side every single day, even if it's for just a couple of minutes, every single day, and start doing it and watch what happens. Yeah. That's what you're made for, probably. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're down to the last question. What is it? <laughs> what does it mean to you um, that his blood speaks a better word? Yes. Um, I, I saw that. I thought that was cool. Okay, for me, what it means when, you know, his blood speaks, your blood, God, speaks a better word. To me, Jesus died on the cross and he shed blood. Like he broke skin to cover all of our sin, to cover any bondage we would be in. So when, no matter what circumstance I am faced with, that you are faced with, his blood speaks a better word. What does that mean? What he did on the cross when he shed blood, when he broke blood and it dripped down his face, down the cross, into the ground, changed everything so that you, no matter what comes your way, can stand in the victory of Jesus knowing that he's already won the battle. So you clinging to him and his blood and what he did, knowing that Jesus died so that you could walk in victory in every situation is what that means to me. So no matter what, I mean, I've been through some cray-cray situations, but guess what? My God is bigger because of what Jesus did. And if it wasn't, then what he did didn't mean anything. But I can tell you, it only takes one moment of seeing his supernatural goodness and what he did on the cross in your life. Um, His blood spoke a better word over depression in my life. I had endometriosis. I was completely healed supernaturally in a moment. My foot was injured one time. He healed it in a moment. I mean, there's, there's things in my family that have happened, salvations that have happened, people following the Lord. That is the blood of Jesus, but that's me standing and agreeing and watching him supernaturally step into that place. Overcoming gluttony, my goodness. That was probably one of the biggest hidden struggles of my life that led to depression. But because I leaned into Jesus and I knew he had a better word, I knew his blood had a better word, it allowed that time. And for some people, I believe it can happen in a moment. For me, it took a little bit of time in some of those areas. and others, it took a moment, literally. But it's his blood what he did on the cross that stands in victory for yeah. me and for you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah he moves slow or suddenly. <laughs> right? Two paces. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's so true. Wow. Which makes me think, too, the slow and stu- suddenly. If you're listening in, I just feel like this is an encouraging word for you. Um, the timing of God is so important. Yeah. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you think, when our expectations, when we feel like it should happen a certain way, or even if we feel like we've heard the Lord say it's going to happen a certain way, even in those moments, if you can lay it at the foot of Jesus at his feet and say, I trust you with your timing. I feel like I heard this and I'm going to stand in agreement with you on this, but I want your timing in this situation. I want your timing in this. And will you show me how to love everybody throughout the situation? Um, And you protect that time with God and you don't let it go. Um, but I think that his timing, it always makes sense. Think about it, guys. Every, everything that's ever happened. I mean, Tori, things that have happened in our life. Yeah. His timing always it's makes so much perfect. more sense. And yeah. if it would have happened when we thought it would have happened or this would have happened, then the way he designed it to happen would have never happened. So, yeah. like, if we're willing to endure the circumstance, the race set before us, everything that could come our way and lean into him and his timing we'll be really happy joyful people because we trust him yeah okay well do you have anything else to add i don't i think that was 
That was a success. That was a success. I feel like I got to know you better. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Little nugget. Mm -hmm. Guys, thanks for sending in your questions. This has been really fun. And I love you so much. It's a great year to be turning 32. And I really do feel this is a word that I have for people tuning in. And if you have a word, let me know. And please share it. But this year, I'm taking different actions as a 32-year-old. Because I believe that there's going to be so much more time given this year to accomplish the things that the Lord has done. I love living where I live now. There's no distractions. I have the ability to to live from a place of rest, not busy. I don't say yes to everything. I push things back if it would stress. If it sounds like it would stress me out to grab coffee with somebody on this day, then I'll say, no, I can't do that till next week because I have priorities. So I'm waking up earlier every day. And I'm spending time with the Lord every day. And I'm protecting that time in prayer. And then I'm going to do what he's called me to do. Yeah. I'm going to do my house chores. And then I'm going to do what he's called me to do. And then I'm going to enjoy that time with my husband at night. Yeah. And um, just, I feel like our second year of marriage is also going to feel a little bit like our first year. Yeah. Some Something in my gut feels like that, in a good way, like that growing, that excitement, that getting to know one another. Yeah, yeah, there's still so much newness, but... I say that because if you're listening in, I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit, what does it look like for me to do what you've called me to do? And what are you really prioritizing? Because what we're putting our time to is a reflection of what we really care about and believe. And if you're wanting to create change in some area of your life, if you're wanting wisdom, you're going to have to take time to listen to wisdom and ask the Lord for wisdom. And if you're not making time for it, you don't value it as much as you think you do. And I think that that's a key thing. What you're making time for is your belief, is a representation of your belief system. Yeah. So if something's off, you have the ability to change it. And nobody can change it for you. So I encourage you, to, but you can do it with God. It's not like one of those like, well, you can build on your own in your schedule. But he honors the time we set aside with him. And from that place of protecting time of prayer and spending time with him, we can do anything because yeah. we're with him. I also think in that, I really feel like this is a season of... Um, accelerated depth so like the deepening of um your relationship and the revelation that's going to come from that set aside time and um there's going to be so much that comes with it but it's going to be like years worth of deepening in the next few months like I can't I don't know how to else explain it other than as you're setting this time aside knowing that the revelation of Jesus is just going to pour out and um I I really believe that eyes are about to be opened um, and ears, and there's going to be a yeah. lot more supernatural encounters that you'll have if you're um, pressing in and aware of it. Um, I also feel like there's people um, that you have a tug on your heart just to, to to go deeper with the Lord, even yeah. if you're in the Word every day. I've been feeling this, where like I read every day and I'm in the Word, um, and and I'll, I'll read the Word and I'll pray, but then there's like, hey, hey, Tori, I'm not done hanging out with you yet. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like, now what? What do you want to do? What do you want to tell me? What do you want to show me or whatever? And just setting aside that time and listening to the Holy Spirit as you're spending time with Jesus and um, and that the, it, there's just a deepening that's coming. Yeah, I feel so, that. Yeah. I felt that I'll hear people preach and I'm like, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah. I felt that way when I went to grad school. I was like, whoa, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. I know a little pin drop on a massive scale of communication now that people say I've mastered. So people will be like, oh, you have your master's in communication. I'm like, yeah, but it's really humbling the more you learn because you just realize, like, the more I learn about Jesus, the more I realize that hunger grows. And it's like, 
I, I don't know anything. I don't know you yet. Like, yeah. I really don't. But what we put our time to is a representation of what we value. And if we are going to create change on this earth, we have got to spend time with our creator. Yeah. If you're going to, if you want to create new things, if you want to be a powerful mom and encourage your children to, to raise your children in the ways of God, he will continue to reveal to you individually and uniquely what each one of your children are made to do and so that you can love them into those places and encourage them yeah or you're just going to be a scrambled hot mess trying to raise children and it's going to feel like a job instead of an encouragement and blessing that you get to raise movers and shakers up in this world yeah. and that also um this is like wisdom was one of the biggest words spoken to Lance and I at our wedding and I've taken it very seriously and like diving into Proverbs and it's not like I read the entire book of Proverbs every day but I cannot get out of like the first nine chapters of Proverbs I'm just like digging in about wisdom but I can't learn about wisdom if I'm not taking the time to hear yeah because you're not going to learn by talking we've talked about this recently you're not going to learn by talking when you go into a class you sit and you hear the instructor teach you and you take notes and you may have to go back into your book and understand and look it up more to really understand it because there are going to be moments in life hello this is a prophetic word there are going to be moments in life where we're tested you know you get a test but you had to study for that and you had to know the answers but when we're tested because we're so deeply rooted in those areas with God we'll be fine yeah and that's what's so important to do is to make sure that we're doing that with him that should be the thing we value overall. I don't know. I couldn't be a good wife. And I don't know how I would ever be a good mom if I didn't put the Lord first. Oh, 100%. And we've both been diving in. I mean, it's crazy what's happened. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Well, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining me since I'm the one that ran this podcast. Yeah, you are. Okay, you know, that's, that's me. So thank you for joining me. You're, oh, thank you for yeah. having me mm-hmm. as... You host Tori Alfred, okay, Mm -hmm. then you're going to close it out. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Write a review. Yeah. And that, (laughs) see you later. (laughs) Your face. (laughs) So what she's trying to say Uh is, if you find value in this podcast, please leave a written review. And if you want me back on, just go ahead and put that in the review. Yes. Mm -hmm. Please have Tori back. Please. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) Tori will be back on. We have a lot to share about friendship and how to dive into friendship. So stay tuned. Have some incredible guests coming up. I cannot wait to share with you guys. I love y'all. I love the Set Apart family. And if you would share this on your Facebook, if you would leave a written review, that is how we can help get the word out to grow our Set Apart family because I am just doing this because I want to bring people on to reveal his goodness. And this is just a cute birthday special idea we had for today. So I'm going to go eat some cake, drink some coffee, mm-hmm. drinkies, get some drinkies mm-hmm. like boba, coffee, mm-hmm. chug yep. lots of water. Mm-hmm. And um, and actually, we're on our way to the surprise I have for you. So oh, we're about to go do that. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait. I'll wa- go to my Instagram yeah. today and I will share wherever Tori takes me. While yeah. my husband's at work, Tori has taken on the task of celebrating Jamie Lynn. Yeah. But also, I love you, Holly. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for birthing me into this world. Thank you, Annabelle and Lance, for birthing your son into this world because it's my first year as a wife celebrating with him. Anyways, okay. I love you. Bye.